Teachers are so important. Like, they actually are. Care about it and, like, actually try. I believe it is a beautiful piece of art. Welcome along to See Me After Class for 2020. This is a podcast that emanates from a beautiful school in the southern Alps of New Zealand. Now, let's meet the team. And here is Cathy, a parent who aspires to make connections in a community to build a successful future. This is Chris, who aspires to be an agitator who tests the boundaries just to see how the system reacts. And this is Anna, a silent observer who's a go-between between the students and the teachers in a classroom. This is Renee, who aspires to forge a progressive and creative path. And together, we are See Me After Class. On this incredibly sunny and calm afternoon, I'm at Liz's house, and we've met up because we wanted to talk about uh, a language effect called nominative determinism, didn't we? No. Absolutely. <laughs> so what is nominative determinism? Um, it's when the thing sounds like its name, is that right? Well, it's, a, it's when the thing's name defines what it is. Exactly that. Yeah. So there's a person whose name is Courage. Yes, uh, James Courage. Who's James? Uh, so James was a writer. Um, he was a New Zealander, spent most of his life in England... Um, and he is the New Zealand writer who the day of the imprisoned writer, which is November the 15th, coming up soon, um, is named after in New Zealand. So was he imprisoned? <sighs> no, but he was banned. And it's actually kind of named after his grandmother's books as well because her books were burned. His name now has come to represent that group of writers who have written things that have been banned. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. So he's like been taken as the symbol of it and it helps that his name is Courage so we can call it Courage Day. And there is one. There is a Courage Day. It's <laughs> November the 15th. What are we to do on Courage Day? I think it's a good day to reflect on what we can and can't say. He was born at the, in 1903 or something. He died in the 1960s. His book was banned because it had the gayness in it. His grandmother's book, her name was Sarah, was called Lights and Shadows, Colonial Life in New Zealand. And her book was burned in Christchurch because like, it told too much like salacious gossip about the neighbours, pretty much. Right. And we have this incredible freedom to you know, say the things we want to say and, and, and be who we want to be. And I think Courage Day, as well as remembering all the writers who don't get to say what they want to say, is also a day to reflect that we can. So we've got this power. Interesting, isn't it, though? Because if we've got all this power to say and do anything we want because yeah. of all the laws around freedom of speech or, or, yeah. or thought, then why don't we do it? What stops us? I mean, Netflix. But <laughs> <laughs> Distraction. Distraction. We're too busy. We can't be courageous anymore because we're too busy watching, binge watching on Netflix. So I think there's a few things. One is I think we've had uh, relative amounts of 
freedom for a relatively long time and we actually forget what a privilege it is and then that's one thing the second thing i think is like social conditioning is massive here we just like get on with saying yeah now she'll be right and you know talk about the rugby results even though we might be thinking other things we just you know that's just a standard conversational thing and then the third thing is fear we don't Mm. say what we think because we don't because we're scared yes because what immediately comes to mind to me is that having something banned is certainly not the worst possible consequence of saying something is it well, I mean, now, if you're banned or if you're cancelled, it actually, um, you know, fans the flames a little bit. And now mm. there's always a place that you can go to. So what you're saying is I'm wrong and that being uh, censored or banned is the worst thing that could happen. I'm just thinking about my words haven't been cancelled, but I've certainly been punished. Yeah, and I and and the same and but I think what I was trying to say then was a little different because I'm trying to say some people if they have enough privilege and they get banned they can actually use it in their favour. Yes, it's very easy for us in this position of privilege to talk about how being banned would be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like because we're on the mic, yeah, so I'm all that's good, right. like because I'm on the mic. Yeah. So, but I do think it's good to think about fear because, of course, this is Courage Day. And I would, I guess in my world, it's fear that stops people from speaking and publishing and sharing their point of view. And what are we afraid of? I think we're afraid of people looking at us. I think we're afraid of being, I think we're afraid of being found out to be different. Um, I think we're afraid of... I don't know because I actually don't get that afraid of speaking out a lot. Like I, I have conditioned myself to it in a way. So I'm, uh, I'm imagining what it's like not to be putting my opinion out there. I think a lot of it goes back to shame hmm. in some way. I think that's right. I remember you and I having a conversation about a poetry performance that you were the guest poet for. Yes. And you had a poem... And, and there was a poetry slam, is that right, yeah, yeah, at that yeah. event? And you had a poem which was quite deep and you were negotiating with yourself as to whether you'd perform it and you had to win before you would perform it. Is that, <laughs> am I correct? And is that a representation yes. of what actually happened? So I was actually super scared <laughs> at that point and had to trick myself into doing it. But then it was amazing. But I think one of the things, and this is the thing, I think the, the, the background thing to the fear is you know that once you start having the courage, you've actually got to carry on. There's no point... I mean, there's every point in saying things once, actually. I take that back. There is every point in articulating things once just because that's all you have to do is do it once and then see what happens next. You know, like the poetry reading was like a, hmm. a spell or something. But you, there is, I think, and I recognise this fear of like, if I start saying this, then I am going to have to keep showing up and keep saying this. And this takes time and effort and you know especially in a small town i think about the quote it's carlo dossi i think the person who said this that the best way to have more freedom is to grant more freedom to others and i'm wondering about also our desire to speak up that we both have and act on has 
potentially to do with trying to gain freedom for ourselves, but partly by speaking up for others, which is also something we do, we're gaining that. We're creating opportunities for people to use their voice, and we're using our own voices as a way of saying, um, come and follow us. Be do what we do. The water's warm in here. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like it's actually it's, fine. We're swimming. We're fine. We might you, look like drown rats, but yeah, we're swimming. We're swimming and we're having a lovely time. But it's about trying to encourage others. Like I, I know that, for example, right now I've got a few podcasts that are unbroadcast because I've had the conversation with the podcast subjects, but they are not yet ready for that for that conversation to be heard by others. And that, that's fine. I'm happy with that. But what what I guess I'm trying to do is have conversations that are courageous with courageous people in order to show that it's okay. So am I? can I talk about when, when I left school? Yes. Because that for me was like that was a moment of courage. But it was also what you were talking about, about it being a freedom thing for other people. So basically what I did when I left school was told a whole assembly full of senior students and there were some staff there that I mean I told them so many good stories about all the students that I work with because there are so many good stories about them and then I and that's how I framed it but I also said that my story was I was leaving because for my morals and my mental health I can't carry on in my job and I again I bargained with myself to do that like with the poetry um, slam, but I couldn't not say that. I couldn't not represent those other people who I knew were struggling. Hmm. And for every conversation that I've had afterwards with someone who've said, "How you know? How how dare you? How can you possibly say that?" I have had quiet conversations with, predominantly with students who've said, "Thank you. Finally, someone is speaking." And for me, that makes the other conversations and the sort of feeling of intense visibility like that makes it worth it (laughs) yeah and it so we're um giving voice to our own experiences but also by doing so we're showing others that they're not alone in their experience yeah that makes it sound very noble i feel like i just did it because i couldn't not do it like Mm. i couldn't leave and not I, I mean, I, I felt like it was a responsibility. And that is, I do think courage is often a, that's a moral thing, eh? I think we've been surrounded by young people who have been trying to take those kind of steps as well, haven't we? I noticed that in the um, latest publication of the school magazine, which I know you have something to do with, there's an item by a student who's criticising their experiences of racism. Um, there's, yes, and there's there's actually two in there, which is, yeah, so I was editing the school magazine this this year. Um, there's two in there with students reflecting on their experiences of racism uh, in the community and in the school. And that, that this year, watching those students do that and commit that to paper and work on their work on their 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 feelings and their thinkings in such a courageous and such a visible way I mean that's been a great thing because mm. 
every student at school will get that magazine every family will receive that magazine and everyone has the opportunity to quietly reflect on what those words will mean to them and it does fit amongst a whole lot of other items which are essentially it's the it's the it's the annual record for the school isn't it so it's it's a a record of the things that happened in the school in one year teams photos people coming and going various clubs and events and then some excerpts from the experience of students and instead of painting only a glossy picture which would marginalize anyone whose experience isn't glossy instead it's more representative yeah love that i got to help enable that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, and actually, you know, you weren't you were critical of the school on when you resigned from your main job there, but you kept your job as the editor of the school magazine. So that's that society we live in, where even where people don't agree with us, we still get to use our voices. Hundred percent, and I, and and yeah, and that really was a big thing in giving up my job is that I've loved for a long time being able to listen so much to student voices and to be able to I mean essentially in my in my job working with the student volunteers I was able to encourage them in being themselves you know and that was and 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 always those were courageous things you know when they stepped out and they were terrified of going to the old folks home but they did or they were terrified of I mean, picking up the telephone and arranging something is actually a, a scary thing. Oh, I it hate can it. be. I yeah, hate it. it can be. <laughs> so and, and so I watched what I, what I gave up with that job was the ability to watch acts of student courage, mm. you know, and and to you know be a part of that. And mm. I mean, I miss that already. Yeah. And actually, one of the things that we've been doing with our credentials project is trying to define some of these character these moments. Yeah. of threshold perhaps in the school and courage has been a term that's come up from time to time how would you acknowledge an act of courage we've asked ourselves and that is a big and a fundamental question because when it comes back to how would you want your act of courage acknowledged I mean that's one thing I think a credential is so good for because how I want my courage acknowledged is to have other people stand with me mm. and mm. so to have a system or a or, or a set of criteria or a, a credential that recognizes courage is a beautiful thing it's mm. a it, it Sometimes people will respond to our desire to quantify some of these things with the response that it should have an intrinsic benefit. Why are you trying to kind of create an external benefit or a reward for something that you actually get just great fulfillment from? And I get that and respect that point of view, except that, of course, I work in a school and it's all a system of measuring progress. And so while those things, while everything that goes on in a school should theoretically just lead to fulfillment in the students it definitely helps them along the way to articulate the things that we're valuing rather than just leave them to be uh, understood in the students own terms 
because there's no way that people would expect me to have students understand why it is they have to understand metaphors in Shakespeare without me giving them a, a, a structure by which I award acknowledgement for that understanding. And then they do find it's actually incredibly fulfilling and they discover that these things are of value in their own right. But I think they're young people. It helps to articulate what's of value when they're doing something. It matters beyond the way that we teach them that um, this is the thing, this is the reward, this is the point, boom. This is the thing, this is the reward. This, you know, it's, mm. it's more, it is, if you like, a lesson that is more, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. I don't think that the uh, credential or the credit that someone gets for doing something describes the value of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the credit is just a way of saying this is something we value. <laughs> yeah, it's just pointing at the thing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's a fairly important distinction, actually. This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net. And mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week. <laughs>